Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Joe Joyce is a British professional boxer who held the Commonwealth heavyweight title from May 2018 to 2019 and the WBA gold heavyweight title since February 2019, having also previously held the WBA continental heavyweight title. Nicknamed the Juggernaut, Joe is something of a late starter in the world of boxing, but as yet undefeated in the professional ranks, proves that nothing needs to stand in the way of a fierce determination and commitment to be a champion. Oh, and by the way, he's one of the nicest sports professionals I've ever met, and I say that sincerely. Joe Joyce, welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Oh, thanks very much. Yes, pleasure to be here. It's it's great having you with us. And just to put this into perspective, for those who don't know Joe Joyce, he stands a mighty six foot five and a half. He's got an 80 and a half inch reach. All I can say is I'm glad we're friends, Joe. Um, So I would would have rounded up to six, six, (laughs) but uh, there you go. Six, six it is then. Um, You're still a foot taller than me, pretty much. So um, tell us about your background, because we'll talk about your career in a moment. But where does Joe Joyce come from? Family? You know, let's let's uh, let's make people aware of the fact you are a real human being and okay. you've got a, a great story to tell in terms of your background. Okay, so um, I'll start with my mom. Um, she is, her family originates from Nigeria. Um, so but uh, so my grandparents were from, from Nigeria and, um, you know, we went, as a child, I went there like three times and, you know, with the family and... Um, you know, I got to spend time in, in Nigeria and go to the village and stuff at Christmas and that. And um and my dad is from like Scotland. He he was brought up in uh, Newcastle upon time, actually. I think he was born there, but his his family's all from Scotland. Right. And um, you know, more recently he did that uh you know the DNA thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did his uh, DNA te- uh, DNA Ancestry.com thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, turns out there's uh, Irish and Scandinavian as well in there. So in the mix. You can't have any Scandinavian in you, uh, Joe. <laughs> so it's good because I watched that series, you know, The Vikings. Oh, yeah. So um, I was like, yeah, with Ragnar Lovebrook and all that. So you could definitely be one of those. That's for sure. Late, yeah. <laughs> so why, why so late to boxing then? Because, I mean, you look like you're built for boxing pretty much from your early days as a kid, I, I've no doubt. You probably stood a foot and a half taller than most kids in your school. So why did boxing find you so late? Well, because I, I had an interest in martial arts. I was doing um, I was doing karate. As my dad did karate. I think he got to like brown belt or something like that. And uh, I got to like purple. And then uh, I was also doing a bit... Of, uh, after I did that, I, I started doing kickboxing as well but um yeah growing up so yeah I started with uh karate as a as a combat sport and also um I was doing rugby started uh, rugby at the age of six while I was playing for Ilford Run- Wanderers um because we uh I started out I was born in East London funny enough I was born in Mile End so um 
you know, my parents were together when they were in in um, Bethnal Green, mm-hmm. and then my mum moved to Hackney, and my dad moved to Leytonstone, and then uh, you know a bit later on, then she moved to Putney. And so, uh, yeah, so I started off Ilford Wanderers, but then when I moved to Putney, I, I started playing for uh, London Scottish rugby and uh, just for a year. And then I started, and then I joined Rosslyn Park right. and I stayed with them till I was like, um, uh, well, probably like 16, um, late 16. I played, I think I played my last game when I was 18 and I had enough of that. Right. So that was a rugby career. And then... Um, but at the same time, I've uh, been sw- been been a keen swimmer. I, was, you know, my dad used to take me swimming since I was, well, I don't know, a baby, and um, I learned to swim probably when I was about two, properly. And um, I don't know. I just remember going to the swimming pool and like the lifeguards would always get me to a whole length before I could swim in the deep end. And I was just like five or something. Like, so I was pretty good then. And then um, obviously when I moved to Putney, I was in. Um, I was lived right next to uh, Putney Leisure Centre where they have um, a diving board. And um, so I was uh, basically there all the time swimming and diving. And I got on to, uh, I started going to the swimming um, swimming class, uh, mm-hmm. swimming team. Yeah. Uh, Wandsworth Dolphins. So I, I uh, you know, that was very um, strenuous. They would get me like, all right, kids, uh, slip, six lips warm up. Uh, Okay, so six heads front crawl, six heads backstroke, and then you'd be like, I don't know, put on the flippers. You're gonna do be kicking with the float for ten lengths. Then you got to take them off, and then you're gonna do backstroke for whatever. And I used to get out of there like so tired, and it's like, oh, uh, probably about nine o'clock, and then you know just sleep, and then back to school again. But I was doing rugby, swimming, and um, and and karate. Mm. I'm gonna have to make a note now and say annoying good at everything he's ever done <laughs> so after the swimming when you decided that was far too tiring you decided to go to the gym and start boxing which has got to be even more tiring hasn't it yeah so um so yeah when i, I, was, I was doing athletics as well as as, <laughs> as, you, as you do as, as you do time um and i was just i don't know i wasn't I, I you know i was aiming for the olympics then because i had a i met this guy in the leisure center partly leisure center funny enough who's uh uh, lifeguard in there at the time but then he became a uh, personal trainer and uh, he saw me when I was 18 like on the diving boards because I used to do like somersaults and stuff like that and um, he's like oh this guy's got great potential and he's talking to my mom because he was training my mom and um, she she was like oh you, you must be talking about my son so um, you know uh, he was like oh I want to train him and I think he's got great potential to do something in sport so he's like, because uh, he he's, he did um, hurdles. So he he got me to, uh, you know, he got me got me into the gym for free. Tra- he tra- started training me and, uh, you know, taking me to the track and I was doing athletics and, um, and uh, I, you know, I did an art foundation and then um, went to uni, university in Middlesex and, um, you know, started, started doing athletics for, for Haringey Harriers mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and also well the, I don't know, yeah, and the and the university team there, and then um, I don't know. I was just trying to get to Olympics like that, but I wasn't really getting the success success from it. I wasn't really getting the times and you know the distances uh, throwing and different things. that I had, and I think I had an injury that at the time, mm-hmm. and then I I was thinking, oh, I just want to, you know, over the summer I was just like, I just want to hit a bag, get out some regression, and um, so I. 
was I looked around and I was uh, you know researched it and I because uh, I heard people talking about there's a gym called, like nearby um, Ellsfield so I was all right uh, looked up the address and you know got on my bike because I was doing a lot of cycling at that time and um, you know found found Ellsfield gym and uh, spoke to Sid Khan. And he's like, yeah, yeah, come down on a on a Wednesday, beginner session, come here early. Rah, rah, rah. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I gave down, and then you know, got in the gym. It's like real, like it, there's all like people hitting bags, and uh, you know, uh, Sid, he, you know, he's a great guy, and he's a, you know, he's a proper geezer. He's like, yeah, get on the bag, you gotta move. And it's like, it, like I don't know, it's quite, it's a very different environment, but um, you know, I really loved it. They'd, you know, for the warm up, we'd be like running around the block. Mm. So we go outside, run around the block, block, come back, and you know, uh, do skipping or get on the bags, and then um, you know, sparring. But I, uh, I only started on like a keep fit session, which is like the Wednesday night session. Mm. So it's just you know, uh, you know, really grafting on the bags and doing like um, circuit training, like press ups, sit ups, and mm. you know, it's uh, you know, real. Um, real tough session um and uh and yeah so i was doing that for a bit and then he's like oh yeah come back to the boxing sessions the boxing sessions were tuesday thursday and sunday so um yeah i started going to those and you know it built up from then and then it wasn't till uh um i came back from university uh that i you know picked it up again properly because I, I went out i went over to the states um in my third year, I managed to blag my um, my tutors at the time to let me go uh, to America. I did an exchange to Sacramento State and uh, Sacramento State University, where um, uh, yeah, I ended up doing uh, cheerleading. Funny enough, um, <laughs> struck <to laughs> that Joe Joyce with a couple of pom poms could do some. Nah, no, nah, it, it wasn't like that. I'm really it was like, your leg. I'm yeah, yeah. your leg. It's like it's like gymnastics. You yeah. have uh, you have uh, co-ed, which is like with a partner. But so I would pay good money to see that, though, Joe. I have to say, <laughs> where they're like quite light. They're called flyers, and you fr- chuck them up in the air, catch them by the feet, yeah. by the ankles, and then um, press them up, like just straight press them up with your arms, and yeah. and they, uh, you know, they smile and uh, put their hands up and they're like balancing on your hand so you then find something that you really love uh you 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 know you commonwealth games you go into the uh the professional ranks and you start knocking people out for fun um i remember lenroy thomas fight for example i don't think that lasted very long i think he knocked him down three times before it was ended in round two i think it was something like that from memory yeah that was um that was my fourth fight that was uh the, that broke a 106 year old uh record um, for a heavyweight champion to, you know, win the Commonwealth Games in the uh, Commonwealth belt yeah. <laughs> in the in the shortest time possible. Yeah. But so you, you know, you've done remarkably well in a in a very short space of time. I, you know, to be a professional boxer, and clearly you've been good at lots of different things, and then found something that clearly you really loved. To particularly to be a really good one, Joe. Um, I know that demands incredible dif- discipline. And before we started recording this today. We were talking a little bit about your next fight and it's been put back and how frustrating that must be and you might have to give up your holiday and it's over Christmas and all that kind of stuff. How do you maintain such amazing discipline levels? Because you can't be at the top of your game unless you've got incredible discipline. Yeah, it's very hard. Um, but, you know, as I said, it's, you know, it's been, a, you know, the whole life, my whole life doing um, sports. So, 
Um, but it does like it is very hard to get up for a fight when you don't know when it is. Mm. You're like, why am I? Why am I training? Why am I in the gym for? When you got a date and you're like, right, I'm fighting on this date and um, I need to get ready for it. And this is how long I've got got to get to the you know mm. get to the top of um, you know peak at the right time. And you're not to know a date. You're just kind of training, but but I mean, it's good. It's been good that I've been. Uh, you know, because now I'm working with Adam Booth, I'm getting time to really uh, get to grips of the new style and, uh, you know, work on my techniques and my footwork and my, um, you know, to because it, to get generate power with my legs more, which, mm. you know, which we're wor- working on. And the, I don't know. The, it's, yeah, it's just a different style anyway. Yeah. More power. I'm finding that difficult to imagine. But, but um, it's like technique as well. Yeah, I get it. But each coach has a different technique, and I've had some great coaches. I mean, um, yeah, obviously with Salas and and then uh, Abel Sanchez, and now Adam Booth. Not so, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. So I'm, you know, it's, it's... do you? Uh, I'm going to ask you um, another question. It's kind of coming at this from a different angle. There's a lot of people listening who know Joe Joyce because I mean, your your reputation precedes you. Who will be thinking? Well, based on what everything you've just said you know, you're just born a talent and everything you turn your hand to, you succeed at. But obviously there was a moment in the Olympic final, which I think the vast majority of people who saw that would say the decision was completely unjust. It went the wrong way. You probably weren't in a good place at that moment in time. How do you, how does Joe Joyce pick himself up from moments when it doesn't go according to plan? When, when you get those setbacks and knocks in life? Um, I think that's just life and, uh, and it, it's boxing. Like you, you see it so so often um, from all levels of boxing, from uh, dom- d- domestic amateur scene all the way up to um, you know the top title fights. Uh, do, do you kind of um, does do you have that mindset? We're just going to double your efforts and prove people wrong. Are you really philosophical and you think, well, I know I was the better fighter on the day, so I can deal with it. You know, it was just somebody else had a different opinion. How do you kind of regroup mentally and and go again? It, just is it belief in who you are and what you're capable of and you just put that to one side and kind of just walk straight over the top of it? Or, or are you the kind of person it affects for a little while and then you have to give yourself a good talking to or is it get straight back in the gym? How, how do you deal with the little setbacks? If you have any, of course. But I know there'd be moments in your career, your journey, um, you know, from your childhood to where you are today that haven't gone according to plan all the time. Yeah. Is it is it just a kind of an inner belief that you you know you're on the right path and you you're going to come good in the end? Um, some things are obviously out of my control. So uh, the decision in it, was, it seemed to be already decided before we even started the games who was going to mm. um, go and win or something because uh, they they probably you know planned it out. I don't. <laughs> I think that's most people's feeling actually that that watch that fight. So, so. I, I won the fight, but then I wasn't given it mm. gold medal. Um, and I guess uh, you know I could have said uh, F-U-I-B Aiba and, and all that mm. but um, I, I'm, I I just had to take it on the chin and uh, move forward and uh, started, started uh, in the pro- professional game and uh, you know I got, got into a good start um, fighting and beating um, Lemroy Thomas who was mm. You know, it's a very tough fight to fighter to face in my first um de- in my debut fight. Mm. And uh, obviously you get to Commonwealth 
Commonwealth strap in my full fight as well. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, there are setbacks because, uh, you know, throughout my whole career, it's like, it's very, it's very difficult to get, um, to get opponents to want to, want to fight me because yeah. they'll be like, oh, um, I don't know, my managers would ring up someone and be like, oh, we got, we got the, do you want to fight Joe Joyce? And, um, They'd be like, uh, there, right. there's one guy who's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong back two seconds later. What are you crazy? <laughs> you know I just I mean? looked him up on Google. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Baccarin went in two minutes. Palmer was out inside a minute. So I don't suppose you've got too many takers. So it must be quite difficult to find opponents. Yes. Um, given your, you know, your track record, given how successful you've been. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, even this uh, fight with Huck, yep. it's been, uh, you know, back and forth and we didn't really know what was going on and still don't but um, it, it's been penciled in that it could be in, in January what what, I've, what I'm hearing so um, they just need to you know get the contracts over and we need to sign them and sort everything out calling, but, calling them out on the Sandro Forte podcast I love it um, so no, no, it's, 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 I know, I'm joking. I just, <laughs> I'm just giving it's myself a pat exclusive, on the back. Exclusive. I, I just bear, bear with me, Joe. Just, just let me have my moment of glory. Joe Joyce calling him out on the on the podcast, but that's not true, obviously. Um, so loads of heavyweight. I mean, there's a lot of big names in the heavyweight division at the moment. So navigating your way through, it must be tough, you know, contractually and so on. One thing that I do know about you is you're not. Um, and I say this in the nicest possible way. You're not a flamboyant car- character. You're very modest. You're very quiet. That'd be fair. Yeah. Um, do you think it's important to be a big personality in the sport to be noticed, or you just let your boxing do the talking? Um, yeah, I think it is. It's good to you know for people to know who you are and uh, want to you know listen and um, get you know get bring uh, be brought along with your journey to you know the heavyweight championship of the world and to mm. win that and um, defend it and you know what um, for instance Fury's doing like doing the UFC was he the, uh, WWE UFC and that he's doing um, you know he's getting his name out there great in in uh, in the US right now so. there have been lots of good examples um, Ali Mayweather yeah, Ali's the, the, the he's like the pinnacle isn't yeah. he like, but he, he, was, he was a good enough boxer to back it all up as well wasn't he yeah was, but there are predicting a lot of, the fights yeah. and everything. And but there are a lot of people out there. My point that is that movement. a lot of them are positioning themselves based on a personality. But the one thing I also know is that in the ring, you were a wholly different kettle of fish to the one that sat in the podcast studio with me today, where oh, you were yeah. quite quiet. As soon as you get into the ring, something happens. I mean, is that who you are really in the ring or is this who you are? Uh, or is it both, both? Both. Yeah, I guess the Joe <laughs> the Juggernaut Joyce in the ring, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm p- p- competitive and I'm um, quite a perfectionist. So, uh, you know, I, and and I want to win. Mm. You know, I'm hungry. I I got a, uh, you know, it's no it's no joke. Like you're, you know, you're trying to you, my opponent's trying to, you know, <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to take what I got. He's trying to, mm. you know, hit me and beat me in a fight and. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of what goes into, you know, getting into a ring and and fighting someone. There's a lot of tactics. There's a lot of, um, you know, training, conditioning, strength, mm. power, um, motivation. Uh, 
psychology. Yeah. You know, there's all these different aspects. There's probably more, but I'll mm. I'll remember later. But um, there's a lot that goes into, you know, getting into the ring. Like, a, you know, a lot of people, there, there's some boxers that can, uh, there's really like world-class sparring, but something happens to them when they get in the ring and it changes. Or Like like, like golfers. Some of them never make it the professional ranks and they end up doing trick shows and things like that. So loads yeah, of talent. Yeah, so like the pressure, to handle the pressure mm. of... Uh, you know, thousands of people watching, millions uh, on on TV or whatever, and the pressure of that and how that, um, you know, how you can deal with that. How do you deal with it? Do, do you have a technique or is it just, you know, you've just learned to deal with it and it just kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's just, um, you know, like so, uh, a comfort zone. Mm. Uh, when you're used to like a comfort zone, then you, you're comfortable dealing with it like that. I don't... Because it's still you're still going um, into the, uh, into the ring into the, um, the square circle. Mm. Is it square circle? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I mean, but I know exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of get into the the zone, and um, it's and you're still like... and you're still going to fight with someone who's got two arms, two legs, and a head. Yeah, yeah. But then um, obviously the stakes. His, hopefully his head's more hittable than yours. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like you say, the stakes are you've either got to beat them or be beaten. So it's a lot of, I suppose there's a there's a, a kind of human uh, aspect to this of self-preservation, survival, but some are just better at it than others. That was kind of why I was asking the question, really. Um, you've The one thing that a lot of people won't know about, you've got an art degree, which is That's not right. the sort of thing that you'd normally expect a heavyweight boxer to have. Um, do you think, I'm interested to know whether your creativity because you've got to have it to have an art degree i guess <laughs> your creativity does that help you anyway in your boxing in terms of do you tend to um like self visualization and that 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 bubble that you get into is is that all part of where you go in your head is does it manifest itself in the artwork that you've done in the past i i'm just interested to know whether the two things are in some way linked or whether they are yeah. entirely different yeah, obviously, when I was at uni, I was, um, you know, I was training to be an, af an athlete. Well, I was an athlete and, um, you know, I was training and uh, that was going into uh, my spare time. Uh, but also when I was in the studio, I was painting. So um, I think that must have had effect as well into my work. So like it would have um, a lot of vibrancy and energy mm. and color um, that would that translate. and. Uh, I think it de develops your your right hemisphere of your brain doing yeah. art and being creative and it's uh it's a good outlet to um express yourself um so artists are basically uh painting or creating a version of themselves in their work mm -hmm. and um and is that something you think you'll go back to in the future in a serious way post boxing do you think? Yeah, definitely. Definitely when I've got um, a lot more time and, and stuff. But I, I really, I really want to, um, I really want to do, I really want to do some, some more stuff. Uh, it's been, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, this could be an exclusive then. We, we might all, we might be announcing a Joe Joyce art exhibition at some point in the future. Do you think, Joe, that you'll know when it's time to quit boxing? Yeah, yeah. I I think sometimes I'm, I'm training, I'm like, oh. I just or, or like not or I'm, or I'm at home and I've got to go to training. It's very tough. Um, I'm just thinking, oh my god, I got I got to do like hill sprints or 
I don't know, I've got, I've got to do this. And I'm just like, I, you know, I guess it'll get to a point where I'm just like, yeah, I've had enough. I'm done. I've done, you know, I've, I've achieved all I, I want to and, and can in, mm. in boxing. And then, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be time to, to do something else. Find something else to be brilliant at. Yeah. Well, you've got plenty of time on your side. Um, where do um, where do people find out more about you? Are you are this? I don't know about you actually because I don't. I'm not a stalker. I haven't. I haven't followed you around. Um, but have you got social media presence? Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook. Dare I say? Yeah. Anything like that? I've got. Um, I've got. The, I've got the top three. Obviously, Twitter, Facebook. Well, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and. Yeah, I don't know if I've got my. I don't know if my business is on LinkedIn yet. I'm. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to to look at that. But what's, um, the name, what's the name of your business, just in case? Uh, Joe Joyce Limited. Okay. And it's I'm at uh, Joe Joyce Boxing on all platforms, so okay. that's uh, pretty easy. So when you get all these total random strangers friend requesting you, you will know where they've come from. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> and um, is there any? I mean, we know about the impending fight. What? What else do you aspire to achieve in boxing apart from winning your next fight? But is there any kind of long-term plans? Yeah, I want to win a world title uh, or world titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why stop at just the one, huh? Yeah, uh, defend it and make a load of money and, you know, uh, retire, you know, happy with a, a bank balance full and mm-hmm. uh, my my brain's intact. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are they uh, intact already? I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I know you. No, I are. know you well, Joe. And yes, I think we can definitely positively confirm that they are. And God willing, let's hope that that remains the case. Because obviously, we've heard of a number of uh, unfortunate events in boxing that you know, unfor- you know, it's, it's usually like the lighter weights that one of the that seem to, um, you know, like there's a few that have uh, passed away. Mm. And um, I've heard that it is, you know, where people make weight and they're really dehydrating, they lose uh, um, the the brain fluid mm-hmm. uh, in between the brain and the skull. Yeah. So it, um, you know, when you're dehydrated, then there's no fluid uh, in between your brain and your skull. So, so if you get a, a hit to the head, a blow to the head, then it jolts jolts your brain and then hits your skull wall. Yeah. And that's what that's what can be really fatal, dangerous mm. and fatal. Mm. So it um, it tends not to happen with heavyweights, but um, they carry the most power. And um, obviously, if you take enough punches to the head, it's it's, it's not great. Mm. And th- like, sorry, Joe, do you, do you think I'm going to ask you a little bit? I don't want to be too controversial with this question, but do you think in boxing, there's you know been as there is in lots of sports and lots of different businesses, allegations of uh, cheating. So you know, drugs and um, enhancement, all those other things. Do you think the sport does enough to deal with those things? Uh, probably not. I think it, if there was like a standard testing between, you know, uh, with with all uh, all countries and all um, all bodies, mm. um, then um, it would be a lot better. But you know, a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of fighters probably out there I'm not mentioning any names but um a lot of being you know found out and and mm. caught with like you know very you know highly performance enhancing drugs and that's uh, obviously dangerous very dangerous like it's a a combat sport and um it's not like something like athletics uh 100 meters or something where um you know the 
you know, someone could beat the other person, but they're, you know, they're unscathed, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it could be very dangerous in boxing and, uh, you know, needs to be, needs to be dealt with. So when you're doing all your hill runs in the gym, you probably haven't got time to listen to these podcasts. I'm just going to let into a little secret. There is one question we ask all of our guests and it is, if there was a younger Joe Joyce out there, a son, let's imagine for a second, and he comes to you and says, dad, I need a bit of advice for life. Um, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know I want to be good at whatever it is I choose to do. Just give me one little bit of advice to help me on my journey to a better destination. What one bit of advice would Joe Joyce Sr. give to Joe Joyce Jr. knowing all that you know now about life and success and achievement of goals and all those other things that you do so well? Um, I'll just say do what you enjoy most. And I think you just have that extra energy to, um, you know, just become better and, and keep improving in what you're doing. So give up the uh, cheerleading and take up boxing is what you'd say. And also it's, um, try not to be a master of all. I mean, sorry, <laughs> try not to be a jack of all trades yeah. and be like a master of one. Yeah. And it does take 10 years, which is uh, roughly 10,000 hours to reach uh, sporting greatness. Greatness, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Tiger Woods talks about it all the time. Yeah, so uh, the hours that you put in, and that, and that, apart from the physical attributes that do help a little bit, I guess, um, I, you put your success down to steely determination, real focus, love for what you do, and then the disciplines that come with getting out of bed when you don't want to. Yeah, I'm putting the hours in. Well, all I can say is uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really fascinating. There's going to be loads of people listening uh, out there who will obviously get in touch and follow you with great interest. Uh, and maybe we can kind of, we can coerce a couple of tickets off you to come and we'll put it out there on social media and we'll get somebody to, we'll have the free prize draw and get them to come along and watch your next, yeah, definitely. next uh, fight whenever it happens. Amazing. But look, on behalf of everyone listening, and there's lots and lots and lots of them, um, good luck for the next fight. Good luck with uh, conquering the world. I think that's only a matter of time from from what I know. But uh, Joe Joyce, it's been a particular pleasure. It's rare that we get a world champion uh, in the studio. So thank you for finding the time because I've trekked all across London today to come and join us. So I do appreciate it very much. Yeah, you're welcome. So that was the Sandro Forte podcast. And what can I say? Joe Joyce, uh, gosh, spectacular, kind of in awe that he's in the studio today. There are, of course, many more terrific guests joining me over the coming weeks. Please make sure you subscribe if you want to get some more great tips on success, just like Joe shared today. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's podcast with an S, same on all channels, and continue to let us have your stories and ideas, challenges, whatever it is that motivates you, and keep the emails coming to the usual email address, and please leave those reviews on iTunes as well. Connect with me on social media, that's Sandro Forte on all of the channels apart from Instagram, where I'm the real Sandro Forte because somebody else pinched Sandro Forte. Shame on them. Until this time next week and another special guest. Bye for now.